backstage passes, and zero to 60 in a super stretch limo? Yeah, that's just how we roll. You're listening to the Mousecapades Radio Network. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Gina, and Sarah. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 788, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. If you're looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. Just text Gina, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. Exciting news today to share. Well, I think it was on there yesterday, and I just missed it, that we are now earmarked silver for Disney. Yay, so... Reach out to us. We would love to book a magical trip for you. I have three coming up for people. Yeah, I got a few. And I'm booking a few. I hope to book some more. Just that's what I have going so far. You have what? Three coming up? Mm-hmm. Exciting. That's awesome. I like February. I like to go in February. Me too. Let's go. <laughs> I wish. I, my husband told me I'm not allowed to do any more vacations, but... I'm going to San Antonio in June with Ashley to see Amanda. And then uh, my girlfriends just decided, oh, we're going to go to Cabo for my birthday Ooh. in November. I've got a lot of cruises booked. I want to go. Yeah, I have a couple of cruises booked. I'm kind of all over the place, honestly. Yeah. I traveled a lot in 2022 and so far 2023 is lacking that for me. No. <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, I could. I just, Brad was just asking me, so when, what's next? And I'm like, Disney. And he goes, oh, you're going to Disney before March? And I said, no, March. And he's like, you're not going anywhere. It's still March. I'm like, do you want to go somewhere? Yeah, I'm, my travel, I've got like nothing, nothing happen at the moment personally, but it's because I got a little one who's all over the place. <laughs> I don't have anything until June because I can't. After I have my surgery, I can't travel for a while. It's going to be kind of rough. So just take a break. Yeah, we don't really have much besides the the annual beach trip that's always there. And then we're doing a quick trip for James's birthday in a couple weeks, but just a weekend thing. Yay. Still a trip. Yes. First of all, we'd like to thank our listeners of the Mousecapades and More podcast for letting us have off all of us and our families for Christmas and New Year last week. We really appreciated that. It's just, it was a nice little break. And I realized when I watched vloggers and they're like, we're going to take a break. I'm sad. And so I hope that you weren't sad that we weren't there. We tried to leave you with something to listen to. um, And I didn't realize how far back I went with one of them, December of 2018. So I hope you enjoyed that. And I'm listening about the Sherman brothers. If you listen to those, because Nick was still on the show. And I was like, wow, I didn't even really listen to the whole thing. I was just trying to pick things that I thought would be good. But um, I hope that you got to spend time with your family and friends. And I hope that you celebrated the real reason of Christmas, which is the birth of Jesus. At least that's what we celebrated in our family. 
Also, this is just a short little story at the beginning, and I haven't heard many more details, so that's why I just put it at the beginning. The Marvel star Jeremy Renner, who plays Hawkeye, um, was in a weather-related accident. He was snow plowing, and I did hear a little bit more on the news today that somehow he got caught under the snow plow, so I don't know if he got out because he was stuck. Did somebody hear this? I, I read about it earlier, yeah. It was He was airlifted to the hospital on Sunday, but he, and he was listed in critical but stable condition mm-hmm. um he was plowing oh the snow near his home in lake tahoe so that was really all they said on the news they didn't give any more updates than what i already had seen but i know that we all talk about marvel and so i wanted to make sure that i mentioned that so our thoughts and prayers are out to his him and his family because and the medical staff because i don't know what they're gonna have to do for him and to everyone who i mean that up north <laughs> the snow really devastated some areas and that was just awful hearing about all of the losses yeah and i don't think we know all the details there which is fine you know keep it personal but just a reminder to everyone out there if you're you know working with equipment that you're unfamiliar with or if conditions are considered unsafe outside or you're even safe but it's icy or snowy and it just has been for weeks and weeks please be safe and be smart and stay safe. Yes. So on to some different news. I am here to bring you four predictions for 2023 that Disney's Bob Iger is hopefully going to accomplish this year to get the House of Mouse back on track. So here are the predictions. Remember, these are just predictions. These are kind of what everybody's thinking and hoping for, I guess. Um, So the first one is that Disney Plus will reach 275 million streaming subscribers. The Walt Disney Company and Bob Iger have have had the chance to add another 40 million subscribers to Disney Plus, Hulu and ESPN Plus in 2023 um, to make that happen. So Disney and Iger are promising to focus more on turning a profit from its streaming business in 2023. While it may be raising prices and curbing content expense growth, increasing its subscriber base will still play a significant role in the path towards profit. And then at number two, we have Disney Parks will continue to recover. Oh, please. Disney Parks and Experience revenue grew 73% in 2022, fully recovering from the 2029, uh, 2029, oh my, 2019 figures. Disney expects to build on that growth in 2023. This year, the Disney Parks division is celebrating its 100th anniversary and holding events at the parks with Uh, throughout the year. It'll have unique decor food and new attractions for the diehard Disney fans. The milestone could attract better than average attendance throughout 2023. So we are hopeful that it will continue to recover. A personal note, I'm hoping that that recovery does not mean that it's just going to be nonstop jam-packed crowd it. They need to do something about some of the crowd control because I mean, it is it, it is getting a little bit busy here. You know what I mean, is so weird is that it is not that crowded at Disneyland versus Disney World. Like it's like even on their busy, busy day, it's nothing compared to Disney World. They're very different parks. They are very different parks. I got a survey for the very first time that asked me real deal questions about like why I didn't book a trip and the reasons and 
um, was it the cost and it, like the answer the answers available were regarding cost and crowds and all those things that we talk about and I was as truthful (laughs) as possible it was funny because it it was like we noticed you were looking for a trip and I'm on all the time you know just messing like who what would it cost me to go right (laughs) I know it's hard not to right and and um and and so it was it was like we we saw you booked or were did not book a trip in January of 2022 and you know why did you not book this trip and so uh, I don't know but the cost I'm seeing that a lot too it's crowds and cost Mm -hmm. and no dining plan that's the other big one what people spent two or three years ago is just doubled almost what you have to pay now to go yeah it's crazy um, so that, uh, to number three of these predictions, we've got Disney will have multi-billion dollar box office hits. Disney's had several movies on the docket for its next billion dollar release following Avatar The Way of Water of 2022. The Marvel Cinematic um, Universe enters phase at the start of 2023 with the next installment of Ant-Man. It'll continue in the summer with a third entry into Guardians of the Galaxy. And I saw the preview for that. It looks awesome. I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp and the Guardians of the Galaxy. And Ant-Man's not my favorite. I'll probably watch that, you know, at home whenever it becomes available. Guardians of the Galaxy looked really good. It does. That one is going to be Teddy's first experience at the movie theater. We're for sure going. Um, but I, that prediction I see is coming true. I mean, those are going to be mm-hmm. <laughs> billion yeah. dollar box office hits. Do you think people are going back to the theater? Not as much as they were. Not as much, yeah. We, w- we went to see The Way of Water this yesterday, and my daughter counted, and there were 11 people in the theater, including us. Now, ours was packed when we went. I went Friday. Okay. Last Friday. And um, it was like there was uh, there was some seats available, but not a lot. Yeah. 11 people. I was kind of like, crazy. where is everyone? But um, we really liked the movies, too. Good. So the fourth one is a big one. It's that shares of the Walt Disney Company will recover in 2023. Disney's stock may continue to move lower from where it currently trades, but the odds are good that it'll produce financial results that push it higher by the end of 2023. So hopefully the stock market will recover a bit there because their shares are down, down, down. Time to buy. I like the predictions, the four predictions. I hope that something big happens sooner rather than later just so Iger can you know make a bit of a splash. there's a big announcement, big tomorrow. announcement tomorrow okay so we'll we'll find out I'm not as in the know as I used to be so <laughs> um yeah so this we record on Monday so tomorrow's tu- Tuesday and guests like are listening to this or you guys are going to be listening to this on Wednesday so there might be a really big announcement that we don't talk about um but that that's gonna come out tomorrow well then let's hope it's splashy in a good oh, way yes i'm thinking it has to do with something that we've all been missing i hope that's my hope I know. Yeah, we, we don't really know no we have no clue but we've also never gotten a heads up on hey we're gonna tell you something on this day like it's just they release it 
they're they're gonna put it on our on the Disney travel agent DTA. That's what they're gonna put it on. They're just doing like a video and posting it. Interesting. It's weird. Someone text me tomorrow. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> so about the end of well, not the very end of 2022, but the last quarter of 2022, we started a say it isn't so, or like my husband needs to say, or likes to say, is say it say it ain't so. We added these to our show. Well, this year we're going to start the year with four say it isn't so. We're each going to have a crazy story, some of which will need some preempting, which I've already warned Brad about when he's editing. But I'm going to kick off this segment with a story about a former Disney guest relations employee who was sneaking into the Utilidors. If you don't know this, if you've never been to Disney World or you've never heard us talk about the Utilidors are tunnels that are underneath the park so that they can travel from one section to the other without being seen by the guests, especially the characters that are covered. They don't want kids to see um, a Mickey in one area and then immediately a Mickey they would run into each other they'd get fired besides but that's one of the ways they've been doing it so this man eugene zayner is charged with battery on an uniformed security guard which is a third degree felony according to the orange circuit court records he pleaded not guilty he's 62 years old he's from saint cloud um and he knows everything about the backstage because and bad guest behavior because he had worked there for seven years on his LinkedIn profile, he um, said he previously worked there for seven years. Although after the story was leaked, several cast members said that he was still an employee at the time, which was November the 17th. The arrest report notes Disney security alerted a sheriff's de- deputy about a verbal argument turned battery that occurred in the park by the tunnels near the entrance. The security guard said he saw a Hawaiian shirt clad man, which was Zellner, lift and remove the security ropes which are designed to keep people from entering the secured areas and the rest report, or this was on their rest report. Zayner ignored the security guard telling him to stop and instead he lifted up the ropes to help his wife get through. The security guard approached them and attempted to tell him to stop um, as they violated the company's policy, but they kept yelling at him to move out of their way as they continued into the park. The security guard ordered them to stay put so um, he could report the incident to a supervisor. Then Zayner took a stroller, which I don't think he brought in. I think he just grabbed somebody's stroller and pushed it and ran it over the security guard's foot. And it happened again. And the security guard ordered them to stay. And Zayner rammed the guard with the stroller. And this was repeatedly, not just one time. What is wrong with people? (laughs) Something's Something's wrong with that guy. Well, since he pleaded not guilty... I'm not sure we'll ever find out why he wanted to be down in those utilidors with his wife. Uh-huh. I mean, that's weird. Shortcut? <laughs> I don't know. Very strange. Making a TikTok video because that's what all the the bad bad ideas come from. Yeah, <laughs> this is you're true. right. Oh gosh. Okay, so mine comes with a warning. Um, these next two stories may not be for children's ears. So if you have kids, maybe skip ahead a little bit if they are listening. Skip Stephanie and Sarah's next story and go to Gina. When you hear Gina, you're safe. So we recently heard that Rack and Roller Coaster will be closed for refurbishment from late February of 2023 to an unknown reopening date. Well, now rumors are flying that the ride's refurbishment may have something to do with a woman that is accusing Steven Tyler from Aerosmith of assaulting her in, ni- uh, in 1973 when she was a minor. The lawsuit accuses Tyler of sexual assault, sexual battery, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. It was filed in Los Angeles by the victim, Julia 
Holcomb days before the deadline of California's Child Victim uh, California's Child Victim Act. The 2019 legislation temporarily waives statutes of limitation for child sexual abuse allegations uh, with a deadline of December 31st of 2022. Miss Holcomb was 16 and Steven Tyler was 25. And she says that Tyler had a relationship with her until 1975, so for two years. The rumor continues that the rock and roller coaster may receive a name and a ride change depending upon the results of this court case. So maybe that is part of the reason that they're refurbing and changing things a bit for this ride. I don't know. The only thing that I thought was a little fishy in this whole thing is she's known this since 1973. And she admitted it. She said something about it right before the deadline. Yes. That's that was my question, too. Mm hmm. And I I mean, I hope nothing actually happened because it's just horrible to think about. But I like Aerosmith and I really like that ride. (laughs) Me too. But they're still going to change it regardless. I know. I know. Did you see that um, a fan put together what it would be if it turned into Powerline? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So I forget. You, you could probably Google it, but someone did what uh, Rock and Roller Course would be rethemed with Powerline. And I thought that could be kind of fun. I'm still hearing rumors that it's Queen. I would love that. I would too. Absolutely. I could see it fitting. I'm not saying I'm defending Steven Tyler by any means because we all know he's out there but at the same time I feel like sometimes people just want 10 minutes of fame or they want some money out of someone I don't know it just seems Mm -hmm. very fishy to me that we didn't hear about it before now but I also you know he's not the only part of Aerosmith Aerosmith I mean he's a big part of it but he's there's more than him and I you know it stinks to take that away from them maybe they don't care about rock and roller coaster but who knows? All right. So still, if you have kids, skip to Gina. Explicit photos of male body parts have been popping up all over Disney World. A Disney female housekeeper discovered a Polaroid of a white man's private part taped to a public women's restroom sign at Disney's Port Orleans Resort in late August. According to an Orange County Sheriff's Incident Report, only now released this week, in the photograph, you could see, I'm sorry, it makes me kind of laugh a little bit. In the <laughs> photograph, you can see a miniature Mickey Mouse ice cream toy above the man's anatomy. It wasn't the only picture hidden at Port Orleans. Disney employees searched the resort and found another similar graphic photograph on a nearby door on the property. Disney alerted law enforcement and the Orange County Sheriff's Department responded to the resort. Disney's surveillance cameras didn't reveal who placed the photos there. There were similar photos found at Art of Animation and Disney's Wilderness Resort and Campground. Disney is aware of these incidents and are continuing to investigate the situation. What the heck? This sounds like just a big prank. <laughs> like a big prank. But like a big inappropriate prank. Right. Big inappropriate prank, yes. Especially when it's a place for kids yes so i can see why you laugh when like the part that says there was a miniature mickey mouse ice cream toy like what like a hidden mickey (laughs) what in the world are we doing i was thinking is it more like measuring (laughs) oh no (laughs) 
what in the world? Come I don't on. Know. Like, I would not want to come across this, you know, with my kids walking around in a resort. But if it was me and my husband, I'd probably laugh at it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> As I'm laughing right now. But oh yeah, come on, find something better to do. Just crazy, crazy people. Jeez. Not to mention, whenever you like get caught, you're going to now be on a list. You're going to have a dot on your house for sure. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, so here's the fourth one. There's always something going on in Disney World, and Disney World is always a place where people choose to protest one thing or another for some reason. I will never understand it, but this week a video was shared outside one of the Disney parks. A cosplayer dressed as Mercy from the video game Overwatch danced and posed in front of the Walt Disney World Resort sign. The cosplayer was alone and it's unclear what or if anything she was protesting. Surprisingly, this isn't the first time she's been spotted. She's there fairly often too. And uh, I had to awkwardly walk past her and she stared at me the whole time. Uh, One man commented. Another man commented that this woman has been out front of the Disney park for the last three weekends. No one seems to know why she's there, but she seems to draw a lot of attention. If we get an update on this, we will be sure to let you know. That's weird. It doesn't have anything to do with the Disney parks. That's the thing. I was like, I kept looking at the pictures and I was like, what is your purpose? Just to draw attention, probably. Mm -hmm. That's probably all it is, is attention. I just, I do not get this at all. (laughs) She's funky looking for sure. Sad news was released on New Year's Eve that the award-winning female journalist that paved the way for many other female journalists, Barbara Walters, had passed away at the age of 93. Um, Walters was a familiar face on America's television sets for more than 50 years. She interviewed every president from Richard Nixon to Donald Trump and set a standard few others could match. Barbara Walters passed away peacefully in her home and she was surrounded by her loved ones. She lived her life with no regrets. She was a trailblazer for female journalists. Uh, Walter's spokesperson Cindy Berger told the media in a comment. Walters was known in recent years as the co-creator and matriarch of the hit ABC daytime show The View, but older viewers remember her as the first female anchor of a network news program and the preeminent interviewer on television. She earned that reputation with meticulous preparation that she had, whether she was interviewing kings, queens, rulers of other countries, divas, models, or murderers. And she took on a lot of people. Um, I don't know if you guys watched any backstories on this, but I watched a little bit and I didn't realize, I should have realized, but I didn't realize that the male journalist did not make it easier for her to come into the business. Um, And so that is why she started asking important people for interviews and she started getting those private interviews with um, important people that other people couldn't get. That's where she got where she was. So she was a go-getter from the very beginning. She wanted to be. Her family was in entertainment. Her dad was anyway. She just went with it. But she will definitely be missed. She did really interview a lot of great people. She did. 93, mom. She's the same age as my grandpa is. My grandpa just turned 93. My mom was like, are you sure it says 93? I'm like, well, I know she's not 39. So I'm just like, yes, it says 93. (laughs) She's like, I did not know she was that old. She didn't look like it. No. My, gr- my grandpa doesn't either, though. He does not look like he's 93. He still goes out fishing all the time. Wow. That's what keeps him young. 
It is, as long as they keep going. So some exciting news this week saw the return of the Walt Disney World Railroad after its four year long absence. I know. Amazing. The trains had been under repair and refurbishment since 2018 and guests are eager to take their next trip around the Magic Kingdom. Naturally, once the trains were rolling again, visitors were quick to take to social media with their photos and reports of their experiences and guests noticed how many people were wanting to ride on this missed attraction. Now, media projected that Disney opened the train just in time to help with the large crowds that would be visiting Magic Kingdom for Christmas and New Year. It's a great plan, if that's what it was, because Disney can accommodate 3,000 guests per hour on the train. So if this is the reason that Disney reopened it when they did or not, um, we are happy to have a train back at Magic Kingdom. It reminds us of Walt and his love for trains. So each time you ride the train around the park, we hope that you remember Walt and why he came up with the idea for Disneyland and Disney World. I rode the one at Disneyland. Did you? I've never ridden the one at Walt Disney World. I haven't either. I had no idea. I had to read that twice. I'm like 3,000 guests. That's that a definitely, lot. But yeah, it definitely took a lot of people in one time. You know, like mm-hmm. it was moving guests quickly, like we talked about with Hollywood Studios and some of the other stuff that they used to have that kept a lot of guests going. Interesting. So as we close out this year, we want to reflect on Pixar with John Laster about the Toy Story franchise and Lightyear the movie, Toy Story 1995, Toy Story 2 1999, Toy Story 3 2010, and Toy Story 4 2019 produced a massive $3.3 billion at the box office, which gave the franchise a spot inside the top 20 for the highest grossing franchises of all time. The original produced a worldwide box office total of more than $365 million on a budget of just $30 million. From there, the sequel nearly doubled its numbers with more than $511 million. Both Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 4 would go on to generate more than $1 billion apiece in each of their debuts. The fourth film kept the majority of the casting together over the years with Tim Allen as Buzz Lightyear and Tom Hanks as Woody, each reprising their roles in not just the films, but also several Pixar animated shorts throughout the years. Then came the controversial Lightyear, which featured the backstory of the beloved character Buzz Lightyear. The film was released in 2022 with a budget of $200 million. While this was expected to be the animated feature of the summer, the film completely bombed at the box office, producing just $50 million in its opening weekend and $218 million worldwide for its run in theaters. A report from the direct indicates that Lasseter does not like what Disney has done with its animated title since his departure. He was also unhappy that the director didn't use Tim Allen in the Lightyear movie, even when Disney tried to cover their casting by saying that Lightyear is a real person and Buzz was a toy. Even Tom Hanks noted that he thought Allen should have been part of the film as well. See, I wondered about that. I mean, I did like Lightyear. I do like that movie. It's a good movie. But I wondered why they didn't use Tim Allen. And they only, my only thought was, is maybe because before he was a toy, he was younger. So they were trying to use like a younger person. No, that's what they were claiming the whole time was that 
Buzz Lightyear's a toy and Lightyear in the movie is a person, but it's an animated person. It's not a real person. It'd be different if it was a, a live action Buzz Lightyear, but it's not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably in the minority, maybe not for Lightyear, but Toy Story's just never been my thing. I like certain ones over over different ones. Like, I don't like all four of them. There's like two of them I like. I like the first one and the third one. Yeah, me too. I just think these difference in what they made is quite shocking. Yep. So Pirates of the Caribbean is the attraction that the billion dollar movie franchise starring Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow is based upon. Guests boarding the boats of Pirates of the Caribbean, which can be found in New Orleans Square at Disneyland Park, can expect to encounter Blue Bayou Diners at the start and the dishonest Jack Sparrow at the end, which is pretty cool. I saw that. My husband's like, why didn't we eat there? (laughs) Do we have to have reservations? Um, anyway, Jack dishonest Jack Sparrow at the end of their voyage through the seas. They will also happen upon a number of other vignettes and stories of the swashbuckling genre. One of which is Pirate Red, the female pirate that replaces the problematic redhead in the Disney attraction. Recently, the voice of Pirate Red showed up at Disneyland Park and met the in-park meet-and-greet character of the same name. Gray Delisle shared her experience on Twitter. I am the voice of Pirate Red and I finally got to meet Pirate Red at Disneyland. That's pretty cool. It was, and I didn't realize that, I mean, I guess it should make sense that the voice is different than the than the person that plays her, but until she wrote that, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I love Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I wasn't a fan of the Disneyland version. I liked the Disney World version better. I felt like at Disney World, Jack is like... Predominant? Yeah, like he's earlier in it than what it is at Disneyland. Like Disneyland, it's like... It's not until almost the end that you're seeing. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I could, I would love it like it was without Jack because he wasn't there when the, when the ride was made. I don't, you know, I don't think it has to have him. Right. It has to have him now because they made the movies based on the ride. But um, when you, when you look at the actual story that I guess it's supposed to be like a pirate has died and he's going into his afterlife and this is like a, dream almost or that he's having it makes it more interesting to me this past saturday was new year's eve so we are going to close out the show by talking to you about a lot of cool new year's eve things um even the um the monorails at walt disney world were celebrating new year's eve they added the undercarriage lights when they were doing the refurbishment on them this last september and when they ride through they have like lights underneath them and so they had them like party lights flashing and people were spotting them and they were excited and they commented that they hope the lights stay and change different colors for different holidays and different events at disney world and it did really add something i saw a bunch of videos on it and then one of the coolest things that disney world did for new year's eve was having djs in magic kingdom and epcot And this year they had a silent DJ party in the United Kingdom, which was very popular as well. This is a newer fad and they have them on the Disney ships as well as other ships. Guests are given headphones to wear and the headphones have music on. You adjust the volume that you want and uh, to, you know, however loud you need it. 
And then the music is hooked to the DJ's equipment. People dance and have a great time. I think that would be hilarious. We did it on the Disney Dream. And it's like, if you want a good laugh, just take your headphones off and then watch everyone. It's hilarious. <laughs> and people people are like singing and it's so funny because like some of them like can't sing, they're off key. It's hilarious. That's all you hear is these people singing and no music. Oh, it'd be wonderful and it's for so people fun. watching. Yes, I absolutely love this idea. So We've actually done it twice. We did it on the Disney Dream and then Royal Caribbean also does it too. So cool. Um, and then Japan had a DJ at the Tall Pagoda where the drummer typically drummed for guests. Italy had a DJ with lights near the back of the pavilion by Via Napoli. And the big feature of the China DJ area was a large metal dragon above guests, which occasionally would breathe fire. That would be awesome. Right? I did see there's a TikTok person that I follow. She's not a Disney person, but she loves Disney. And she was there at Epcot on New Year's Eve and she was posting some videos that looked pretty cool. It was a little too people-y for me. <laughs> too people-y. Well, normally Magic Kingdom is... The place to be. Yeah, the Epcot almost seems like they outdid it. It'd be neat if they were doing some traditional music from those countries. You know. It would have been, yeah. Yeah. So the Magic Kingdom had their DJs bringing in the new year, but the Magic Kingdom does a countdown on December 30th and the 31st to try and include as many guests as possible. I don't know if that would, if I was there on the 30th for early New Year's Eve, that would be kind of strange to me, but I get it. I get it. Um, Vicky has been blessed with the Magic Kingdom on the 30th for a few years, and her family loves the live DJ and dance party. After the 6.30 fireworks, the DJ kicks off the New Year celebrations until midnight. The DJ in Frontierland made their home on the walkway overpass above the Adventureland Frontierland Passage. Um, that is the area right between the Frontier Mercantile and Country Bear Jamboree. Tomorrowland had a DJ with a big table and a giant screen to rock in the New Year. Right in front of Cinderella Castle, where the big countdown took place, guests ring in the New Year with the DJ featuring special lighting and laser effects across the hub and on the castle itself. It was a very high energy way to wait for the iconic Fantasy in the Sky fireworks, which kicked off just before midnight. So Magic Kingdom was partying and having a good time. It's really fun. I highly recommend it. But no, there's going to be people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the Disney World Happy New Year 2023 complimentary top hats were distributed at the Walt Disney Resorts. The hats are still the same design we've seen for a few years around Walt Disney World, with the year updated right at the center. Fireworks are peppered across the paper hat with 2023 written in a blue Mickey silhouette and Happy New Year is in white on a red banner below. Like 2022, these hats were only given at the resorts rather, rather than at the parks. The complimentary noisemakers were not back this year. In the height of COVID December 2020, guests received the noisemakers at the park. Either way, Disney guests were able to ring in 2023 with people from all over the world. If you ever choose to be part of this, you do need to realize that New Year's Eve is one of the busiest days at Disney, but it will be the most magical New Year's Eve that you will ever experience. Just prepare yourself for the crowd. Yep. 
or look at pictures before you go and see if your mind can handle that. I don't think I could do it with my family. Well, after the pandemic, large crowds, they get a little overwhelming for me. Well, Happy New Year, listeners, and thank you for joining us. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you just text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like a free quote, contact Gina, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497. Or you can always go on to yourstorytravel.com. And then go to the drop-down menu and click on one of our names. Sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki, Kaylee, Chrissy, and Matt will be sharing things that they wish were still a part of Disney World. You won't want to miss it. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and more podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends.